Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I have Philippa Odeville on with us, and she is the founder of Women's Cycles, and that's a course platform for women's challenges from before puberty to after menopause. She is also a certified yoga teacher, doula, and vaginal steam facilitator. So we are going to chat today um, all things about her Women's Cycles um, program and um, who it might be for, as well as Yoni steaming. So I'm super excited to have you on today. I'm super excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So I would love to start kind of, um, you know, at the beginning and hear a little bit about your own personal journey and what got you started with women's cycles. Yeah, that's a very personal story. Uh, so I, I gave birth to my first kid about five years ago and I had birth injuries, but everybody told me like all the doctors, all the midwives, everybody said that everything looks normal. You know, we don't have to stitch anything. And in all the follow-ups, like on the six week checkup and so on, everybody told me this looks good. Uh, just go home and do your Kegels. Mm -hmm. And I did. Uh, and nothing happened. So, uh, and at that point, uh, my, like, my symptoms didn't limit, limit my life so much. Uh, it was more like life quality reducing. Uh, so I, I just kept, uh, kept on going. And then I gave birth to my second son. And I had a very symptomatic prolapse. And uh, a prolapse is when one of the pelvic organs gets pulled down into the vagina. So either the bladder, the uterus or the rectum. And I felt my life was over. Like the moment I realized that I had a prolapse, I, I had never heard about a prolapse before I had one. And uh, it's so crazy because about 50% of all women has one during their, their lifetime, but it's so tabooed and no one speaks about it. So there I was, super lonely, depressed. I was awake at night, uh, breastfeeding, trying to take care of my two small kids and felt like my life was over. Uh, and then I, one morning I woke up really angry like I was like there has to be some kind of solution to to this but I, I didn't dare to go back to the healthcare system because I they never supported me in the first place so I started to search on Dr. Google and I spent a lot of hours searching until I finally found a woman who had healed her prolapse naturally and that was mind-blowing for me like it I was just like my life situation changed at that moment, even though my physical body was the same, like I had the same prolapse, but in my head, everything changed. So I had so much more hope and meaning and I felt inspiration uh, to actually start my own healing journey. So that's what I did. And um, I've tried so many methods because I didn't stop my research there. I, I found more and more women who had healed and had, had used so many different methods and I wanted to try everything. So I did. And about one and a half years later, I was 
symptom free. So it didn't limit my life anymore. And yeah, it was a lot of ups and downs, which is, which is, it is usually like when you're trying to heal something, you take one step forward and two steps back and then two steps forward and one step back. And then finally you have more days where you feel better than worse. So that was, yeah, kind of a journey. Uh, Yes. I would love to know, um, cause I think that's so key what you just said at that end. Um, when you had said the healing journey wasn't like, Hey, I'm just magically healed in two weeks. You know, you take those step forwards and back. So I would love if someone's kind of on their own healing journey and maybe they're feeling frustrated because they are going forwards and then backwards. Um, can you speak a little bit about that and that healing journey and maybe just some advice if someone's kind of in that, um, back and forth healing process? Yeah, so for me, um, like when I found out I had a prolapse, I had like I, I was shaking for hours. So it was really like a traumatic experience for me. And then after that, once I like went a couple of steps back, each time I had almost like a panic attack because mm-hmm. I was like, no, I'm here again and I'm never going to get out of here. And like some, yeah, so, so much panic in my body. And in the beginning, I had no clue how to handle that. But then I realized, you know, I need to accept fully. And it's really hard when you have like a panic attack to do that. But I was actually very lucky because my mother uh, has a method which Byron Katie has um, founded. Are you familiar with Byron Katie? I am. I am. Yeah, it's called The Work. Uh, It's an amazing method to to really change perspective quite quickly. Mm. So, you know, I was so frustrated having this panic attack. I, I did this it's called the work for about 40 minutes with my mother so we had kind of a conversation around all my emotions and by the end of the 40 minutes I was laughing at my situation and felt so much relief wow I think that like that brought me like major steps forward um and like when I started to process my emotions in that way it went quite quickly like I had maybe four more panic attacks and then it, it stopped. Wow. And then of course it was still hard from time to time. And I used that method a lot since. Um, but I think, you know, now this is really like, how can someone apply this if they don't know anyone who does the work or how, how do you like process emotions? That's um, a different, like you, you need to find a way it could be journaling, uh, it could be, you know, accepting where you are fully um, and see some kind of other perspective. And I think there are many ways to do it, um, but that was key for me. Oh, I love that. Yes. I mean, processing emotions. I think that's something that uh, sometimes we can get shoved to the backside where you're like, okay, I I'm working with prolapse, you know, in your case, and you might forget that, oh yeah, there, there's some emotions that are going to come up as you're dealing with this too. Um, and I know if someone's listening, um, so prolapse I've had, I've worked with prolapse with many of my women, um, postpartum 
And sometimes, you know, people are told they have a low grade, but they have high symptoms. And I found that to be frustrating too. So if you're listening and you're like, Oh, that's me, you know, there is, there is help and there is hope. Um, like pelvic floor PTs. I know I've sent a lot of the women I work with have had great success there. So if you're listening, you're like, what are some options? Um, do you have any other options like that? You know, where, you know, seeing a pelvic floor PT or, um, trying other methods to kind of help with some of those symptoms that might be happening with the prolapse. Yeah, I, yeah, I have so many methods. Um, so I just want to mention one type of exercise. If you have tried Kegels, because Kegels is so common to get like as the option and Kegels can actually make things worse if you have a hypertense pelvic floor. Mm -hmm. So if, if you are there and you know, your pelvic floor is really tight or you don't get any benefit from doing Kegels, I can really really recommend something called hypopressives, which is a breathing technique that activates the pelvic floor, but you don't consciously activate the pelvic floor. It happens because you breathe in a certain way. Uh, so that's an amazing technique. And I've taught it to many women and seen amazing results. So that could be one option. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, for any woman, like, it activates the pelvic floor in such a holistic way. And it's also, since it's a breathing technique, it's like a meditation. Yeah. So it's, it's wonderful to, to implement as like your self-care routine. Oh, that's great. Uh, and then a, another method, which uh, you already mentioned is vaginal steaming. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about, that sounds like a great transition into it. So um, I've talked about, you know, and I've, sometimes call it yoni steaming, vaginal steaming. Um, they're the same thing. And I would love for you to kind of deep dive into what it is, um, since you are a facilitator of this. So people can kind of say, okay, yeah, this is for me because I think it's kind of just starting to come around. Like people are a little bit more open to it, um, and understanding the benefits of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no. So, um, vaginal steaming is when you uh, boil some water and you could just use the water itself and the, the steam from the water you can also add things for example salt or vinegar that could be a great start if you have never done it before uh, that's very mild for the vagina and if if you are more curious there are herbs that you can use which has amazing effects depending on what you want to achieve with your vaginal steaming so there are many ways to to do it but i really recommend anyone who's never done it before to to use a mild setup it's called so you you boil the water uh, and then you let it cool down so you make sure of course that your pot and everything is very clean uh, and then you, uh, when you place your hand over the water and you can keep the hand there without feeling any kind of burning sensation, that's when the water is cool enough or warm enough uh, still, but cool enough to actually sit over um, for the vagina. So we don't want to get burned. That's like the, that would be the opposite of what we are trying to do <laughs> here. So make sure like it's better if it's too cool almost, um, especially the first few times. And then you could just add some salt and vinegar 
And either you could squat. I don't recommend that for prolapse because that's going to create pressure in the pelvic floor. So the other option, if you don't have a, like a stool um, for vaginal steaming, you could be on your knees and place the pot in between your knees and then um, support yourself on your elbows. Uh, so it's kind of like a child's pose yeah. but on your knees and you always wrap a towel around the pot so that you don't get burned on your legs. Um, and then you stay there for 10 minutes. That would be like a great start for also for whatever symptom you are working with. Yeah. And is this something that people would do um, weekly or is there a time when they shouldn't do it? Yes. So uh, weekly is a great things once a week um, or some people do it like three days before the, their period starts um, so that's kind of the two options and you should never uh, do a vaginal steaming if you are bleeding and also of course if you're pregnant perfect perfect and then um if people are kind of listening, like, okay, yeah, this sounds like totally doable. You had mentioned the herbs. Um, I know for myself there, I've got, I've gotten some off Etsy. Um, is there any other place where people, if they want to use some herbs, um, where they might find a good blend? Yeah. So depending on where you live, um, uh, I live in Sweden and I actually walk out in the forest and collect mine. Uh, so if you can do that, that's the best option, like yes. if you can pick it yourself. Uh, otherwise, I think in, in the States, for example, there is a steamy chick. Um, oh, yep, yep. Yeah, so I think you can order different blends from, from her site. Perfect. Yeah, and that's, um, I've been doing this. I have a box now um, that I bought off Etsy. Um, and so if people are like, oh, okay, that sounds great. Maybe I don't want to do the kneeling. Um, there are other options, um, to buy something or make something. I've had some, um, clients whose husbands are handy and she's like, oh yeah, that looks easy. My husband can make me one. So there's totally options for, um, you know, how you can make this work. Or even if you go online, you can kind of see some different, um, stool options or boxes and to see yeah. kind of what it looks like. But thank you for sharing that. Cause I think that's something that, um, people will be interested in. And then, and even if you don't have a prolapse, it's great if you suffer from constipation or dryness, there's tons of different things. Um, if you work uh, with like irregular periods, if yep. you have fibroids or cysts or like any, any issue actually yes. in, in the vaginal area or pelvic floor, it's gonna, it's gonna create circulation uh, and also a type of awareness I experienced a lot that I could connect with this area again in a way, you know, it's, it's so interesting with the pelvic floor and vagina because either you need to like pee or poo, which you do daily, <laughs> and that comes from this area or so, and that's a, like a necessity for your daily life. Or you're gonna have, like you have to give birth and maybe you have a lot of pain afterwards if you have birth injuries like it could be really hard to connect back with this and you're also going to have like sexual pleasure here in this area it's so many different like variables and if you are in a situation where you are experiencing a symptom it might be hard to feel a connection to this area like 
like what do you even want with this area you can't feel anything i was really numb for a long time for example or you have a lot of pain and it's also hard to connect and then if you do like this is so wonderful i think you know to feel the the sense of this warm steam coming up and really just kind of softening everything and it also connects to the vagus nerve which is right above the uterus mm. and the vagus nerve is the nerve which really makes us super calm like it it communicates immediately to the whole body to just be calm and when we are calm we can also heal so it has so many great benefits, uh, but I really think like for me, this was one of the biggest ones. Like as women, we are not always super connected to our own vagina or, you know, pelvic health. So yeah, I think it's an opportunity to, to do some discovery there. Mm, I love that you brought that piece up because I think that's huge, especially in, during that postpartum period of that, the reconnection, you know, because there is, there can be a lot of trauma that happened during birth to that area and that disconnection that you had talked about. I think that's very common. So that's wonderful that this can be uh, an option for people and it's not, um, it's very doable, you know, and you don't have to have, you don't have to announce to anyone that you're doing it. You know, sometimes people get, um, I guess, shy about stuff like that. Um, and there are also studios I know here in the U S I know I have a client out in California and she has local studios that do, you know, pop up Yoni steams. So there's also that if you don't want to purchase some of this, or if you want a facilitator, um, you know, like Philippa to do this, like there are people who can maybe help you and guide you through this. If you're kind of like, okay, where do I start? And you're a little nervous to do it on your own, on your own. So that can be an option as well. Definitely. And I really recommend, especially if you have any issue, it's always great to talk to a facilitator first. I didn't. And I did many mistakes in the beginning. <laughs> I think I worsened my prolapse, which was so like stupid, but I was so eager. And um, yeah, so, but don't do that. Like it's better to have all the information first and to have a plan. Yes. How we're going to integrate this in the best way for you. Yes. And the same with the herbs. Cause I'm like, uh, I was just telling someone, I'm like, it depends on what you're taking this herb for, or, you know, cause some herbs are drying, some are cooling, some are heating. So just making sure you know what the herbs do. And you know, you're just sort of just kind of throwing stuff in a pot and little things like that, that we might just think, Oh, like it's safe, but it might not be the best herb choice for you and your body. So those are all great points. Yeah. So I would love to talk about your um, women's cycle. So your platform that you have, because this is something that I'm very excited for. Um, you had contacted me about it. And um, after looking at it and, you know, I was looking at it some more preparing for our you know conversation today. And it's, mm -hmm. it's such an amazing platform. There are so many wonderful courses on there. So I would love for you to kind of say, who is this, um, you know, website and this platform for, and um, what are you really looking to help people with? Hmm. Yeah. So I think, you know, the, the, after my prolapse healing journey, um, I had a conversation with my husband who is a tech entrepreneur and he was asking me, what was the most challenging about this journey? And I said, the first few weeks when I was so depressed, having my panic attacks and the, the shaking experience and everything, that I felt so lonely I had no one to turn to I I didn't know like I had two small kids I didn't have the energy to 
do like a program for myself uh, to, to heal this or anything like that. So he, he was actually the one saying, we should build a platform for women. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we started to look into different issues. Uh, so, and we realized that it's not only birth injuries or prolapse, but so many different issues that women have to face where they feel lack of support mm-hmm. from the healthcare system. So we were, we were then thinking, okay, so if you have a challenge or a symptom, you go to Google, like everybody goes to Dr. Google today to, to see what comes up if I just search for my diagnosis or disease or symptom. And what happens then? All the medical, like medical websites comes up like WebMD, NHS, and like all the different kinds of medical websites. So we were thinking if we could aggregate enough information and enough knowledge and methods and teachers on one platform, we could actually start to climb up in the like search engines as, as one of the top search results so that women can see that whatever they are struggling with, there is some kind of solution to it or they can find support elsewhere. So because my journey, it took so much energy and quite a lot of money to actually take different kinds of of courses and learn different methods and follow different teachers. Uh, so, So what we want to create with Women's Cycles is a platform where this is aggregated already and we want to cover all the different issues from, as you said before, from bef- before puberty to after menopause. And our teachers are women who have experienced the challenge themselves and come out on the other side. So um, we really want to give hope and inspiration, but of course, also very concrete methods and tools that women can start to implement in their daily life to feel improvement, whatever they are struggling with. I love that. And there was one I had seen that was like a belly dancing. I want to say for like the pelvic floor. I mean, these are some amazing, like there's something on there for everyone, you know, like whatever your interests are, um, you know, so I would definitely, if you haven't already checked out her website, um, is there a way then I saw on there, you know, you have a membership model. So if someone's like, Oh, you know, what if I see five courses I want to take? Um, and there, there's a way to kind of just subscribe for a month or so. Right. Yeah. So we have a quarterly uh, subscription and an annually. So perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So if someone's interested, definitely check that out. Um, so if someone's listening and they're like, Oh, I actually would be a great, um, you know, teacher on your platform. Is that something that you're still looking for others to kind of join in and um, teach on something um, as part of the women's cycle? Yes, definitely. So uh, yeah, we have listed, I think, 4,900 symptoms that we want to cover. Mm. <laughs> and today, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah, it's too many, but we, we think it's so important that we cover any challenge a woman might face. Um, so, and we have around 30 courses today. We launched in February. We haven't been live that long, uh, but we are definitely looking for more teachers. So, um, if you, if you are one, uh, a potential teacher at Women's Cycles, please send me an email at philippa at womencycles.com. So that's F-I-L-I-P-P-A at womencycles.com. 
I love that. I love that. Um, so yes, check that out if you're interested. Um, now I would also like to know, cause you also do yoga and you are a yoga teacher and I don't know much about this, but I saw that you also have this, I don't know how to pronounce this. Is it skull yoga? Yes. Yes. Did I get right? I was like, we have the, the Minnesota Vikings are our local football team. And so I was like, skull, like must be like the Vikings. We say that as a chant. Um, but not that I watch football. I just know this from my husband, um, <laughs> but it's a platform that integrates yoga in schools and preschools by training the teachers. So I would love for you to chat a little bit about that as well, because I find my son is five as well. And, um, you know, he does his yoga practice, um, like he'll just get out his little mat and do a little practice. And we have some cards that he pulls that are kid cards and he really enjoys it. Just as a way to calm down the body. So I, this is amazing that you're doing this. Yeah, no, it's, it's been an amazing journey. Um, I, I did this for 13 years uh, before we started women's cycles. So now I'm putting all my time there, uh, but school yoga, it actually it's school as in like a chant, but it's also school as in school. Oh, uh, so yeah. now you get Cute. Swedish lesson here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so uh, this, um, I mean, it's, it's been such a great response over the years. So when we first started it, it was quite, a lot of resistance like in the society mm. uh, yoga was kind of popping up in most gyms 13 years ago but it wasn't like nowadays it's like everybody does it at least once a week it's like you're like like you brush your teeth twice a day you do yoga um once a week or once a month at least so uh, it, it was really challenging at the beginning, um, but we have seen some amazing results with the, the kids and the teachers when they start to implement this on a daily basis. And the whole purpose is to make yoga available, unfortunately, through social media and other channels. It's, it's like, you know, people think yoga is standing on your hands on a beach. Yeah. and saying some quote about being free or yeah you know or you have to have uh, like a specific body type or specific clothes or all of that and we really want to make yoga accessible so all you need to do yoga to practice yoga is actually having your body and your breath mm -hmm. and then you can do it so we integrate it in, in the classroom without any yoga mats, without changing clothes. It's five minutes every day and it's breathing exercises, it's meditation, it's physical like asanas, like the postures. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's so beneficial for kids to do it like continuously, but like sh it can be a short period of time, but to do it every day that's gonna change like the habit and the brain structure over time and the school system at least in Sweden I think in the U.S. too is so much focused on you know uh, like the the smart part of the brain so mm -hmm. and where you always have to achieve things and it's so important to activate the other part of the brain and parts of the brain that you cannot activate if you're not, for example, closing the eyes, but still staying awake. 
and not many people do these these things like they always have their eyes open and they are having this con con continuously stim stimuli like watching a screen or having a conversation with someone eating food listen to music all of these things disconnects us, us a little bit from what's happening on the inside and you don't have to put that much time to to actually be curious about what's happening on the inside and do some kind of breathing method or meditation to connect back and activate parts of the brain that wouldn't be activated if you didn't do it mm, i love that i just recently started um, doing yoga with an eighth grade boys basketball team. And it's interesting just to kind of see they're so plugged into their phones and social media. Cause they typically, you know, will sit down and, um, you know, instead of just waiting on their mats, they go back. Um, now we're doing this at a gym. And so there's some basketball going on the other side, but, uh, for the most part, they're able to tune it out. You know, we pull the, the shade or the curtain across and, um, I just find it interesting. I mean, it's, it's so hard for them to just shut things off right away. Cause it's, some of them were coming with headphones in cause they couldn't just, um, you know, sit in like quietness or the stillness of the practice. And I've slowly started to see the boys starting to lose, you know, the, the AirPods and they are not needing them now. They're able to kind of just sit. And so, you know, and I've only been doing it a few weeks now, but already seeing just that slight transition of them being able to stay in poses longer and not get as squirmy, you know, just connecting into the breath. And it's something that I think this next generation of kiddos are going to definitely need, you know, cause we do have that more connection and they can be on devices and on screens, you know, all day long if they wanted. So really having that space to close your eyes and just focus on your breath and just tune things out for a second. So I think that's um, a wonderful thing. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I, I agree. It's so, so important. And, and it's like what you say, it's just, they don't need a lot of time but it's quickly going to shift and they are going to get a different perspective. So it's so important that we as grown-ups and leaders show them the way. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's not that hard in a way. Yeah. And I'm trying to get them. So I'm like this, this stuff that we're practicing on the mat can actually help you in the basketball game. You know, if you're at the free throw line and you know, you're going to try to hit a game winning free throw or whatever, you know, use your breath. These are the tools that can be used in the game. It's not just like, I'm doing it only at yoga. And I think that's been kind of um, eye-opening to them because they really like Shavasana now because I guide them through um, a meditation um, where they get to visualize themselves on the court playing basketball and they really enjoy that part. And so that's kind of where they're like, okay, we're making this connection. Like it is all connected. It's, it goes into our life and it's not just, you know, this hour, um, you know, twice a week that we spend with Andrea, like it just can bleed out into all areas of life. So I think that's uh, an amazing tool for kiddos to learn um, is, you know, just even breath work. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. So amazing. I have a few follow-up questions. One, I like to kind of make sure people know where to find you and where is the best place to connect with you and find your work. So we had talked about womenscycles.com um, as a great resource. Is there any other websites or social media that you kind of hang out at? Yeah, so I, I recently started a YouTube channel. So for anyone who is into healing prolapse, especially prolapse, but any pelvic floor dysfunction, naturally, I share all the methods I come across on this YouTube channel, which is called Philippa and Healing. 
Perfect. I'll make sure I put that in the show notes. Mm. And then I always like to finish with one final question. And I, when I have guests on, I have you throughout the weekly challenge. So every week I like to do a little weekly challenge for the listeners. And so um, what would you kind of like that challenge for everyone to be this week? Uh, yeah, so I, I am really into affirmations right now and I have been for the last few months and it has really helped me so much in my healing journey. I have felt like an enormous effect in the in the body. Uh, so uh, my challenge would be to find an affirmation. I could give some examples here. And then you do that, you, you repeat that in your head at least four times per day. Perfect. So yeah, that, I mean, I was like, I'm just going to repeat this four times a day. And, and then what, like how <laughs> is it going to affect me? But really like, I'm so surprised to see the kind of trust I am feeling for life with this type of like the mindset. And also I'm trying to really observe in my mind, when am I slightly more negative and as soon as I realized now is a moment I am negative in my mind, I shift, I let go of that thought, I start to do, to do my affirmations. And yeah, it's been, it's been like, I feel so much more free in, in my mind and my body since I started to do it regularly. I love that. That's awesome. Yes. That's a great one. If people are looking, um, is there a best place for people to find affirmations that you have? I'm yeah, I have a few, um, like meditations on my YouTube channel, um, where I share some affirmations, but it's also super easy to Google. So, and if you have like a specific thing you are working with, it might be worth Googling and finding one that you really feel connected to in your heart. Otherwise it can be more, general ones like um i am healing for example mm -hmm. um so yeah doesn't have to be complicated at all perfect i love that well thank you so much for um sharing all your wisdom and i definitely hope that people you know check out women's cycles just to kind of see what courses are out there and um you know anything like anything that you think that um hey there isn't a solution for this, you know, check out her work. There is amazing facilitators on her website. So thank you so much, um, Philippa for coming on and sharing all that with us today. Thank you so much, Andrea. And thank you for this amazing podcast and the platform that you have created with mm -hmm. all the knowledge that you have. Thank you. And everyone go out there and spread your peaceful power. <laughs>